0: The Lord be with you and with your spirit. a reading from the holy gospel according to the Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes toward his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold your reward will be great in heaven for their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way but woe to you who are rich for you have received your consolation woe to you who are filled now for you will be hungry woe to you who laugh now for you will grieve and weep woe to you when all speak well of you for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this in this way the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This past week, the men who were on the top of their game celebrated Valentine's Day. Those who were not rejoiced by themselves on the couch, probably. But well, the reality is, and the reason why I bring up Valentine's Day and that day, where of course love is spoken about, is it's kind of this character of this love-sick Romeo who's singing a love song to his one-to-his Juliet, and as he sings this song, he's trying to express all of his feelings, indeed, to try to touch the hearts of the woman he longs for, to try to please her. This whole idea happens throughout all of different kinds of cultures and especially throughout music of one heart trying to express itself to another to touch the other heart. beautiful gift we've been given in our, in our experience, especially with our God, is he gave us the song he wants us to sing. He gave us the entirety of the song for to touch his heart. And it's called the Psalter, the book of Psalms. St. Augustine, I believe it was, who said that the book of Psalms is the great book of the romance between the individual soul and the heart of Christ. It is the expression of every single human emotion, from hatred and anger and complaining to absolute love and desire to sacrifice. Everything is summarized in the book of Psalms. For this reason, the Jews memorized and said the book of Psalms throughout the day and week. Our Lord Jesus Christ constantly quoted the book of Psalms, especially on the day of his passion and death. And the book of Psalms were memorized by the early monks and are still prayed by the church through the divine office. Everything, all 150 psalms, that book of the Psalter, is the great love song that God asks each of us to sing. Today we were given the first verses of that entire book, of that song, that sets the whole way for what that will be like, how the Psalms will keep teaching us. And it teaches us a beautiful lesson about how to live our lives, how to reject wickedness, and how to live for goodness. It said this, Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners nor sits in the company of the insolent. It gives us three different grades of falling into sin. First we follow, then we walk ourselves, and then we sit in it. When we follow, it's following this curiosity. Well, I wonder what that guy's up to. Let me follow him for a little bit, see where he's going. Especially the counsel of the wicked. We see this in Genesis with Eve. She follows the counsel of the snake, she starts talking to him. She follows him. She listens to him. Oh, the Lord didn't... He, what did he say you can't do? Well, he said, I can't eat from that tree. She started following. Then she started walking with Satan towards the tree. Walking is when we have intentionality. We're actually choosing to go with that in the way of sinners. And then finally she sat next to that tree and ate the apple. We sometimes throw in our lot with the sin, so to speak. We rest in that sinfulness. And in the same psalm, it gives us not only the way that we individually fall, but it gives us a gradation of sin. First, we start off with the wicked or the ungodly. We reject the counsel of Christ and God, and we walk the way of the ungodly. Then we become a sinner. After following bad counsel, we do bad actions. And then if we keep doing those bad actions in our sinful ways, we find ourselves with a place of the insolent or the scornful. We simply reject all the love that God has for us. So the very beginning of the Psalter sets the very stage for the whole rest of the book of God's love song. He says, don't do this. I've created you for more than this. I've created you to be like a plant next to a beautiful stream you can never be touched by drought you can never be touched by pain and sorrow and how do we find that blessed is the one who delights in the law of the lord and meditates on his law day and night essentially what this is saying is the book of psalms says hey pray daily think about what god has done for you obey his commands not because they're kind of a jail sentence of things you can't do because these are the things that will actually lead you to happiness. If you follow His commands, if you understand why God has told us not to do certain things and to do other things, you'll understand it's because He loves you. He's created you for something wonderful. We have to get to know Scripture. We have to meditate day and night upon the law of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, we Catholics are often characterized as never knowing Scripture. The only use for the Bible is to sit on our coffee table and collect coffee rings. But ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. I've said it many times before, but are we opening up the sacred Scripture? Are we opening up our Bibles? Do we know where it's at? Do we know how to find the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Can we find those places so that we can know who Christ is, reject the way of wickedness, and be like that tree planted near running water? You see, to be that tree planted near running water, one might ask, well, where do we find this running water? Right here, my brothers and sisters, the most holy Eucharist, in the sacred word proclaimed before you this day, in the assembly of all God's people here to worship the one true God in the person of the priest, every one of these ways is a life-giving stream to give you strength in the midst of your life. So that when drought comes and the sun beats down and the suffering seems to come fast and furious at your life, you remain strong because you are planted near running water. Our Lord Jesus Christ said that the running water, the life-giving stream, will well forth from his heart and from the hearts of all his faithful. At your baptism you were given the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And he continues to stream forth grace in your life at all times. This is why we come to Sunday Mass. This is why we're asked to pray every day. This is why we're asked to meditate upon Scripture so we can remain firmly planted near those life-giving streams. But when we do that, we must know then that when we begin to live our lives differently, when we actually meditate upon the law of the Lord and we find that we need to change our lives... And then we find that as we change our lives, when we live our lives differently, it actually seems to contradict things going on in our society. Then we get to our gospel. And we have to recognize that because we live our lives differently, we will be hated. Some will, exu- ex- will insult us. Some will exclude us. Some will kick us out of their society. And we have to be okay with that. Because we must stand boldly as that tree near the streams of living water not because we want to cast other people out but because we want to invite invite them in because we want them to be planted next to the same stream of life-giving water we stand boldly my brothers and sisters upon the gospel values preached to us about life about marriage about every aspect of christian morality not to just simply judge everyone around us and say you're not as good as us but to say God loves you and He wants you to be as happy as us, even happier. You see, in our collect at the beginning of Mass, we prayed, O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. We come here every weekend. So that we can stand next to the life-giving waters of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can be taught by the sacred scripture placed before us. So that we can be solidly planted next to those life-giving streams. So that we can attract our brothers and sisters who are in this hopeless culture of ours. Who are living in a culture of death. So that they can find life. Brothers and sisters, we must rise up and be bold. We must not be afraid of whatever persecutions might come because of our stance in any of these issues. Because our Lord Jesus Christ said, rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. My brothers and sisters, as we continue this battle for life in our country, as we continue this battle for true Christian morality, Let us stand strong, not on our own morals, but upon the life-giving stream of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. May we rejoice in those moments when they exclude and insult us, because you, my brothers and sisters, were created for holiness. May you hear that call, and may you respond, yes.